Amen. You know, it's really hard sometimes to feel at peace. When at the same time you feel like you're at war. I think we'd all agree that peace and peacetime is different than war and wartime. And, and yet it seems that raging within us is a war and, and peace seems so far away at times. If you consider the world that we're living in right now and the, the peace that we currently are trying to chase after, it's in the midst of a pandemic. We've, we're chasing after peace in the midst of racial injustices and problems and politics and man, it's all around. And, and yet today we, we are chasing after this peace while at the same time, if we make it personal, I'll be honest with you, I, I struggle with peace. I, I struggle with living at peace. There's, there's times that I have struggled with living at peace. And is me and my relationship with God okay? Is, is my relationship with God and my salvation in Him, am I secure in that? Do I feel safe in my relationship with God? And what about my relationship with myself? Have I forgiven myself for my failures and my problems? Have I, do I have peace with me? And the same thing can be said about peace with others. peace in the midst of war. This morning, I, I know for a lot of us, uh, it, it can be heavy and it can be burdensome. Um, the feeling that we have in trying to chase after peace. And I know for a lot of us in this room, we're going, oh, Brian, you're wearing a red sweater, man. Shouldn't we be talking about hot chocolate? Like, shouldn't we be talking about like, I don't know, Santa sleigh, like some rosy red cheeks of elves or something, man. Can't we, can't we have a little bit of fun here? Can't we have some laughter? And I, and I know, I know. In some ways, I look out there and I see some of y'all kind of going, dude, I, come on, man. Like, what, what are we doing? This is heavy. And, and it is true, but there's also some joy in the midst of this, some joy that we're chasing after. And in fact, I think sometimes you guys make me feel like I'm a little bit like the guy in the the sports coat with a tie trying to sell the total tank to Santa Claus. Check this out. Now, remember, this is just a storyboard, but here is our preliminary total tank TV spot. Okay, now we've got Santa. He's up in the North Pole. He's getting ready for Christmas. Oh, no. Problem? It's just a little thing. The elves? What about the elves? They look so funny. Well, they're supposed to look funny. They're elves. Just my opinion. Can't they look a little younger? With silver specks on their cheeks? Can we continue here? Yeah. Okay. Now this year, Santa's not going out in a sleigh. This time, he's going total tank. <laughs> Wait a minute. No way. No way Santa's going anywhere without his sleigh. He would if he's trying to sell the total tank. Well, isn't that a pretty picture? Santa rolling down the block in a panzer. Well, kids, I, I certainly hope you've been good this year because it looks like Santa just took out the Pearson home. It's coming! Oh, I love that. I love that movie. It's coming! Right? It's, it, it, it can feel that way, right? I mean, 2020, is that like Christmas this year? It feels like, man, it, you know... 
Santa's coming in on pants. Like, he's, the total takes coming. Like, that's, that's the way it can feel. It can feel like we are in the midst of a war. And for a lot of us, personally, they can feel that way. But, but there is great joy to be had. And I, I believe that what's going to be shared today from God's word, what he has to share with us, is some of the greatest news. In the midst of loss and grief, in the midst of warfare, in the midst of pain, I believe that what we have to hear today is great news. And that is the news of the, one of the main reasons of why Jesus came, and that is peace. Fitz read it to us last week, a little bit this morning, but I want to read it again. I want you to see it in context, a really important section of what Zachariah's prayer and talking about his son, that's going to be John the Baptist, that's going to be leading out and getting people ready to, to, to have the arrival of Jesus kind of in this moment we're in today. Let's, let's see what, this, what Zachariah had to say here. He said, you will tell his people, and don't miss this, how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Okay, so, so that's important because this is in context of what flows the rest of the way through here. So it is in this salvation, something about this forgiveness, something about the forgiveness of sins in that, that the rest flows because of God's tender mercy. The morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death and to, give, to guide us to the path of peace, to, to guide us to the path of peace. So there's this something to do with salvation and forgiveness that has to do in this guiding to this path of peace. And, and this path of peace isn't just going towards it, it's living in it, it's being a, a part of it. Being As, as Fitz talked last week, it's this, this promise of peace, it's this living in the peace that we're being called to. But what, what is this peace about? If we continue to unpack this, this prophetic statement that was from Zechariah here was, was leading to actually what was Jesus was trying to tell us before he left from earth. When he was with his disciples, he was guiding them. Before he was departing to be with the Father again in heaven, he wanted them to know there is something important for you to know about this peace. There's something that it is and something that it isn't. Jesus says this, I'm leaving you with a gift. So Jesus comes to earth, lives on earth, right? He goes dies on the cross, he raises anew, and he's saying, I'm leaving you a gift. This gift I'm giving you is peace of mind and heart. It is a gift to be received, not achieved. This is something that only can be given from Jesus. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give you. So there's a peace that is separate. There's a peace that Jesus gives, and then there is a peace that the world offers. And, and it is not the same thing. So, so don't be troubled or afraid because I'm giving you a gift. And listen to me carefully here. This gift is not the Buddha Zen. This is not the, the Hinduism yoga. This is not sitting on the beach and watching the waves lap across. This is not sitting on a mountainside, seeing a sunrise or sunset. All those can be considered peaceful. But that is not the fullness of peace. The peace that we're trying to get and then what we chase after, and we chase after these things. We want those things, but they will never fulfill us with the gift that Jesus has. Jesus came to give us a gift, and this gift is not found in this world. It is beyond this world. It's, it's a gift that is profound and can only be received, not achieved. This gift of peace that the Bible talks about 
they use a different word than what we're used to. And maybe you've heard about it before, but it's a Hebrew word that's rooted in that. And it's, it's the, the word shalom. And this word shalom, when you see peace in the Bible, this is what it's referring back to. This is shalom, this wholeness, completeness, this fullness of peace. There is this shalom, this gift of shalom, and there's this safety and security that's found in this peace. This gift that Jesus had to give is is a profound peace. It is a, a fullness of peace. And it's this peace that is found within the actions of what Jesus did and the gift that he has given. It is a, a fullness of this peace is found in this forgiveness of sins, this path of peace, this gift from Jesus. What does this all kind of come together? Where, and if I, could, if I could phrase it in a way for you to remember today, it would be this phrase. There is, there is peace in the pardon. So, so, so there's this, this peace that Jesus has to give is, is found in this, this gift of forgiveness, Salvation. There is this this pardoning. This the shalom is is kind of in this range of. Or, so if you were to imagine that that when God created everything new, we're talking Genesis one here. We're talking when when He created the heavens and the earth that He made things with a certain pattern and flow. There was a harmony to the world and to His relationship with mankind. With Adam and Eve, there was a shalom, there was a peace, there was a walking in the garden, there was a flow, there was a lion sitting with a lamb, there was a shalom. And then through sin, it broke. Sin sin broke the shalom, it broke the pattern of peace, it broke this this peace that, that was happening, this flow that was happening throughout the world. And so for this, to this day, in 2020, we can experience it evermore. There's a brokenness that we're experiencing and we crave Shalom. We crave the pardon of peace, this peace in the pardon, this, this forgiveness and things being made new and made full and made right. We want this, and there is peace in the pardon. In fact, I believe it so much, I want us to say it together, okay? There is peace in the pardon. Let's say it one more time. There is peace in the pardon. There, there's peace to be found there. See, it's for by grace you have been saved. This is a gift. It is a gift of God. It's not of yourself, and you can't boast because it's a gift. This grace that God gave, this forgiveness that God gave, this gift of peace all wrapped into is something to be received, not achieved. Now, I try to think about um, what what is it that maybe we have experienced when it comes to peace, Um, and not the peace of just like normal earthly stuff that just makes you feel kind of peaceful, you know, an uncluttered desk or whatever. No, we're talking about something much greater than that. And I started thinking about the peace that me and Stephanie had felt through her diagnosis and cancer and and, and, and the way we felt prayers and the things that's hard to explain. And I was like, man, that's good. But, but, But there was another, when I think about war and I think about peace, what I felt was really relatable in, in the, the, the birth of Jesus and, the, and the, just the Jesus coming to earth and being born. And I started thinking about childbirth. Like my wife, when we had our first boy, Isaac, I was like, is there a better example of warfare than a baby? Like when I think of, child, like, I don't know about you, maybe you're like, I haven't had a kid yet. I don't know what you're talking about. Like there's war. Okay, so let me give it to you this way. So shalom, peace, great. Like me and my wife were happy. We're like, hey, let's have a baby. It's a great idea. So like, so we, we, she's pregnant. We're excited. Uh, and so we were like, boy or girl, we're excited. Okay, so it's boy or girl. So like right early on, we're like, this is great. And immediately, Warfare, like she's feeling sick. 
And, and like, it didn't happen to my wife, but like other people supposedly, like there's body changes, like there's gaining of weight. Now, I don't know about y'all that have happened to you, but I've heard supposedly some people do, not my wife, other people, like you can gain weight, your body changes, right? And not my wife, but like there's emotional things that happen too. Like not her, but like other people, like they would have like emotional major swings emotionally. Like there'd be like fights over nothing that would happen. Not my wife, but like other people, like there would be like bad things that would happen, like warfare, all right, and then like that's only the beginning of it. Like you're you're going through it. And then like this thing inside of you is like raging. Like it's like elbowing and knee, and you can't sleep. And, and like you might be angry because not my wife, but like like you might be angry in that. Like like you don't sleep for six months, and then it's like all of that comes around, and then all of a sudden it's time to have the baby, and you're like, get this thing out of me, right? I mean, it's love. So like there's there's this warfare that's happening and having a baby, and then then you're there, and I was there in the room, and it's war. Like there's, there's like screaming, like mainly me, but like there's like, there's like, there's like, uh, like there's like this, this water breaking and it ain't water. And like, it's like, there's all things happening in the moment. And there's like, it's a lot. Just like pushing and breathing. And like all of a sudden the baby comes out and they're screaming. And like, there's this baby you're trying to get screaming. They're trying to make sure it's alive and okay. And they're cleaning it up and it's screaming, still not happy. It's screaming. So they hand him to daddy. And I'm holding him. It's still screaming. And as any good dad would do, I'd go, here, honey. And so I, I, I give the, the baby to mama. And, and so there's just this warfare going on, this, scream, this crying going on. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of all this pandemonium and craziness for all these months, peace. Within five seconds, I take this photo. All the warfare and pain. All of the struggle, all of the fight, the push, the, all of it. And in five seconds, this raging little alien-looking thing that I was holding, I, I hand her over to Mama, and peace. It's profound. They say that, like, I wasn't a lot, like, when I would hold the baby and get mad again, like, I would hold the baby and, like, I would, like, try to give her a break. So, like, I would go for a walk around the, the hospital. And they were like, listen, don't walk past the door. I was like, what are you talking about? Don't walk past the door. They are like, the baby can smell mama from 15 feet away. And I was like, what? It's kind of weird. But, like, like, this is, but there is amazing peace that's just profound in that moment. And it made me think, like, if this could be the visual representation for us of this warfare that happens, and then in this moment, wrapped in your creator's arms, wrapped in the arms, and all of a sudden, peace. If I could have you have anything this morning, it would be to walk away in the arms of your creator, in the arms of the one that has always made you and has sustained you and has was with you through the warfare and is ready to hold you. And for you to just be able to be in fullness of safety, fullness of security, fullness of rescue in your creator's arms. I want that for you this morning. If I could break down anything of this piece of pardon and over 400 verses that talk about peace in the Bible, I would summarize it in these three categories of what we hear that God's trying to provide us. And it is an eternal peace and it's peace with God. And there's this internal peace, this peace with self. And then there's this external peace, this peace with others. And it flows kind of in this order. It's this, this flow of all the way through. It starts with eternal peace. And it's this reality that this gift of God that's only provided by Jesus to us is that you can be right in a right relationship with God. But let me ask you, 
How much peace do you have right now in your salvation and security with Christ? How confident are you right now in going, me and God, if I were to die today, I'm good. Like I am secure and wholly found in Jesus. I feel like that baby in mama's arms. I am at peace with God. Or is the war still raging? Are you still fighting him? You don't want to be in his arms. You're still wanting to be your own way and do your own thing. But do you have peace with God? See, this eternal peace that Jesus offers was made through the acts of Jesus. And, and this is the way in which he says we can be made right. The shalom, the brokenness that happened between us and God that happened many years ago, the sin that you've had in your life that has separated you from your relationship with God, that that can be made new and made right and forgiven. And you and God could be shalom again. You could be in peace in the pardon. In Romans, it says it this way. Romans 5 says, Therefore, since we have been made right, shalom with God, in God's sight by faith, that we have faith in God, that we believe in God, we want to be in his arms again, that we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. In verse 10, he says, as he continues to unpack this, for since our friendship with God was restored, all right, there was a shalom, it was broken, and he's saying we make it new. By the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, while we were still raging and fighting, we were, we were restored and made new by what he did on the cross. And if this was true while we were so enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of the Son. Like there's a certainty that can be had and a peace that can be made and a friendship that can be made and restored new with Jesus. It starts there. You've got to be made right with Jesus. You've got to be made right with God. It starts there. I was thinking about that uh, and, and how this related to that little boy. So Isaac, that little boy that was on mama's chest falling asleep and just at complete peace. Um, that, that little boy is now six years old. And uh, that six-year-old, that same boy that once snuggled up with mama, this week, this week got caught lying. And I mean lying to mama. Not like, not like oh, well, he said he was going to do something but didn't. No, no, no. It was like, hey, mom, I need your phone for something special that I wanted to surprise you with. And I know, you, like, mom was like, you, you can't have the phone because you can't play games right now. You can't play games. So, so like, he was like, but I want to get your phone not for games. I want to go do something else with it, something with Christmas. And so my mom gave him the phone. A few minutes later, come to find him playing games. Never had an intent of doing anything with it other than playing games. He lied. Like, 100% fully just lied. All right, and so, so here we have this little boy that was resting him mom now lying to him. And there was, listen, there was immediately... He knew he was in trouble. There was punishment. There was like, there was immediate, you do not lie to mama, right? You don't do that. And so there is consequences for our actions here today. The battle still rages on with us making poor choices and sinning against God. But this is what did not happen in that moment. My mom did not, his mom did not go, listen, son, all right, uh, because you lied to me, um, it's over. Get on the street. Like, you know why Stephanie, his mom, did not say it's over Gallant Street? Well, mainly Child Protective Services. But, but other than that, it was, it was also because you're my boy. I love you. And, and he turned to mama and said, in, in sincere weeping, I'm so 
sorry, I'm never gonna do that again. I promise you, I'll beg you, please forgive me. Don't be mad at me, mama. Please don't be mad at me, mama. I'm sorry, mama. I made a mistake. That was wrong. I won't do it again. I promise, mama. And you know what happened? Same little boy wrapped his same head in mama's arms. She talked to man at night, told him how much she loved him, how much she cares about him, and how much joy he brings her, and how, yes, he messed up, but mommy still loves you. And yeah, there's consequence, but mommy still loves you. Peace. It can be found in Jesus. And for some of us today, we have sinned and raged against God, and we have made mistakes, but I'm telling you that he is ready to wrap you in his arms again. The gift of peace from Jesus Shalom can be made new, complete and holy in you and your relationship with him. But to be complete and whole, it doesn't just stop with your relationship with God. It's also why we are here. And he says you can have shalom and peace with yourself. There's an internal peace. That not only now that you have this relationship with God, that you, can, you know that you're forgiven. You're living in the peace and the pardon. You're, you have peace in the pardon. You have peace in this forgiveness with your creator. You are now at peace with him. He can say you can have peace with yourself. You can have peace with yourself. Colossians 3.15 says it this way. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. So there's a place of peace in your hearts that you can have, that you can go, man, I am at peace with God now in my heart fully. I can have peace with myself. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Thankfulness. You can have peace in your heart, the peace that comes from Christ. And there's an important part of this that I don't want you to miss. Maybe as important today as anything you're gonna hear. The gift of peace is ready for you. Mommy was always ready to hold you in his arms. Like he was, he was always ready, to, the creator's always ready to wrap you up. But you gotta let him. Did you catch that? And let the peace that comes from Christ rule. And let, you see the word let? Let the peace that comes from Christ rule. So what's telling you is that you have the freedom to not let it happen. You cannot let Christ's peace rule in your heart. You can war and rage against it. You can choose to not have it. You can choose to live a life in fighting and go, I'm not gonna be at peace with God. I'm not gonna be at peace with myself. Continue to hate yourself and live in self-hatred. You can choose to do that. You can choose to live in agony of hatred of self. And if anybody can tell you you can choose to live that way, as someone who is even a follower of God, one of the biggest struggles in my life that I've had is forgiving myself. Do you know that no one has let me down than I've let myself down? No one has let you down more than you have let yourself down. And I am fully aware of my failures today, yesterday, and the day before. Fully aware of my failures. And so for me, I look at it and I go, God, I believe that you can forgive anyone and forgive everything, but Lord, I can't forgive me. I can't live at peace with me. I mean, I had to get counseling and I went to six months counseling just to help me with this reality of my failures of my past and can I truly accept. I am the worst at receiving gifts. If, if you give me a gift, I am terrible and I struggle with that. Like, you can ask my wife. Like, it's one of those things, like, it's gonna be awkward. Like, you give me a gift and it's gonna be me forcing myself to go, thank you so much. I don't care what it is, I don't feel like I deserve it. 
even if it's a lame Hallmark card. Like, you know, I'm kidding. Like, 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 it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I, I struggle with gifts. And it's a fight for me. And, and, and for me, it's, it's a constant reminder that if I'm going to let Christ rule in my heart, I've got to let the peace of God, I've got to let the peace happen. It's a gift, but I have to receive it. And if you're like me, man, a lot of us, man, I know there's people that, that they, you hate you. You're living in constant hatred of yourself. But there is peace in the pardon. Sometimes you have to stand down. You're raging war against yourself. And it's stopping you from being able to receive the peace that God wants to give you. Listen, if, if God can forgive you, and he thought that you were valuable enough to die on that cross for you, then your value is placed in what Jesus says it is, not in you. If he can wash you white as snow, you can be washed clean of hatred of yourself as well. So now you're walking at peace with God, and I praise you to be able to walk at peace with yourself, but it doesn't end there. The shalom is now, now you are walking in understanding of the peace and the pardon and the forgiveness of God, and your safety and security of your salvation in him, and you're now forgiving of yourself. Now you forgive others. Now you forgive others. This is this external peace that Christ wants to give you. And the best way to describe external peace is what is in 2 Corinthians 5.18. It's this, this idea of external peace is saying, listen, this gift that I've given you, I've now given you with a purpose. And all of this is a gift from God. Remember, it's a, it's, the peace is a gift. The grace is a gift. And he brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us this task. Now living in the peace in this pardon is reconciling people to him. So it's this external peace of going, listen, now that I've given you this peace, and now that you have peace internally, it's time to be external with it. You need to have peace with others, fully living and understanding the peace in the pardon now. Help others see that peace as well. Romans 12, 18 says it this way. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. So you're trying to reconcile people. You're trying to live at peace with them. And, and one of the best sermons I've heard, and this was from Fitz, and this was back in March, but he said this way. He says, listen, when it comes to external peace, you are either a peacemaker, you're a peace faker, or a peace breaker. That, that, that is what you are in this realm of peace. And live in peace in the pardon. If you are truly living in the forgiveness and the salvation of your sins, and, and you're in that safety and security with Jesus, then you are a peacemaker. Because living in the presence of that forgiveness makes it really difficult to have hatred towards others. The gift of peace is available to you in your heart and in your mind to live at peace with others. Yes, even them. Whether it's your spouse, your neighbor, your friend, your coworker, a peacemaker is true on your Facebook account, on your Instagram posts. And if you're into it, even TikTok. But whatever you're in, whatever you're part of, you have a choice. Are you going to let the gift of peace reign and rule in your life? Maybe it's time to stand down. Here's the reality. So um, a war is raging within you to fight against this peace that you want. You, you make excuses on why Jesus can't forgive you. You make excuses on why you can't be forgiven. You make excuses on why you can't forgive yourself. And you make excuses on why you can't forgive others. And there's this war always raging on. It reminded me of this story. A guy named Ori. Uh, his name is Hiro Ori, actually. His name, Hiro, is this uh, Japanese man. 
And uh, in August of 1945, the uh, 15th of 1945, Japan surrendered in World War II. In September, the war was over. So one of the most gruesome, brutal warfares that ever had been made, that ever happened to mankind, was over. The war was over. But this guy named Hiro, he, he had a different perspective. See, even though the war was over, he was in the Philippines, and he decided that it wasn't over. Hiro Nita decided to fight not only in 1945, but also 1946, 47, 48, 49. He continued fighting in the Philippines on his own, in his own war, for nearly 30 years. For 30 years, he fought in a war that had already been won. He fought, he continued to fight. It wasn't until 1974 that this guy, Hiro, he finally surrendered. He finally let, put his sword down and finally admitted that the war was over. And did you know that there was, during that time period of, of 30 years of chasing after him, there was over 13,000 men trying to use to locate him to let him know the war was over. They spent over a half a million dollars back in the 70s just reaching out in loudspeakers saying, Japan has surrendered. We are now allies with the U.S. Quit killing people. The war is over. And yet he continued to fight. But finally, in 1974, after 29 years, he relented. He surrendered. And the president at the time pardoned him. And it just reminded me, I'm going, you look at this, and all of us go, that's crazy. Dude, the war was over. Why are you still fighting? Why are you still fighting? And to me, I look at this and I go, part of what Jesus meant when he said, it is finished on that cross, was your war is over. It's over. Your war against others is done. Your war against God is over. It has been paid for in full. It is over. You don't have to fight against God anymore. The gift of salvation and the gift of peace is ready for you today. You don't have to wage on anymore. You don't have to fight that anymore. It has been paid and it's been paid in full. It is over. Your war is over. Your war with yourself and self-hatred is over. The battle still rages on. You still make mistakes. You still struggle. But guess what? The war is over. It has been paid for. It's been paid in full. You don't have to hate yourself anymore. He has paid the price to forgive you, to love you. The pain is over. The war is over. The war on fighting your neighbors and your friends and your family members, it's over. It's been paid for. You don't have to pay them back with hatred. I know they've wronged you, but you don't have to pay them back that way. It's been paid for. It is over. The war is done. There is peace in the pardon. You got to stand down. You got to receive it. You got to let it in. Sometimes to stand down like Hero did means you got to stand up and be willing to acknowledge that the war is over. And I'm ready to receive the words that the Lord has for me today. In acknowledgement of that, I want to invite you to stand up now for me. We're going to read a couple passages. And this may be the most important words that you'd ever heard. 
the most important words that had ever been written in the English language, the most important words that you've ever received. And maybe you've heard them before, but I invite you, let them in. Let this speak to you. And the second part of this, I'm gonna invite for you to read it aloud with me, but let me read this first part for you. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God, our Jesus. For God in all of his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. Shalom. He made peace with everything in heaven and earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you, who were once far away from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now, he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. I want you to read this part with me. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Stop right there. Did you hear that? No, no, I know you're feeling guilt. I know you know what you've done was wrong. I know you've cheated on God in your relationship and you've severed yourself from him many, many times. But you've got to hear this again. You are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. That's the power of the cross. And Jesus coming, this is what's true. You don't have to walk around with no peace in your life anymore. You can be at peace with God and him telling you right here and now, you are holy and blameless before me. That's the power of what I did for you on the cross. This is the gift I have for you. You can be at peace with me. You can be at peace with yourself. You can be at peace with others. You have no fault with me anymore. You can live in the shalom. You can rest in my arms, child. I've made you and protected you. You are blameless before me. But you gotta let me in. You must continue to believe in this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you have received when you heard the good news. Friends, this is the good news that Jesus provided for you today. That you can have peace. The shalom is available to you. You gotta let it in. You gotta receive the grace and the peace that Jesus has for you. I pray that you'll do that today. If you are here online and you're going, man, I've never received this peace you're talking about. I'm at war with God. I'm at war with myself. I'm at war with others, and I'm ready to receive that peace. I invite you online 
let your host know you're ready. We will talk with you offline. We will meet with you. You can email us. We will talk with you. We want to help you follow through with receiving the peace that Jesus has for you. Fully and completely in baptism and beyond that you would live at peace with the Lord. If you're here in person, I invite you and you leave today. Don't leave today not wrapped in the arms of your creator, not in peace. Stop by. We've got folks over here. I'll be over there towards the info center on the right side, a lobby on your way out, and I will be ready to walk with you what it looks like to live in peace with Jesus. Because I pray that you know today that there is peace in the pardon. Let's pray. God, I want to thank you, Lord, for this insane truth that right now as we stand in receiving of your grace that you are saying, holy, blameless, without a single fault. God, I am a sinner and I struggle with receiving peace. And Lord, I know in this room there are those that struggle with receiving the gift of your grace. But God, I pray right now we stand up by standing down. That we lay down our weapons, that we lay down and we just receive you, Lord, today. That we accept you and embrace your presence and we accept and embrace your gift. That, Lord, today, if there's someone here today that needs to choose you for the first time, that they would choose you right now, Lord, and they would just tell you, God, I surrender, I give up. I no longer want to be at war with you, Lord. I want to be at peace with you, God. I want to be at peace with myself. I want to be at peace with others, Lord. I want to accept your gift. And, Lord, may you give this to them today. May you help them know by wrapping your arms around them that right here, right now, that you want to hold them close to your chest. You want them to know, child, I love you. I've been right here all along. No more screaming. No more crying. No more war. You can rest in my arms. And, Lord, as we give you our heart, may we receive your peace. May your peace in this part. We praise you in Jesus' name.